0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back. Bob Stoffer. Brendan Escott with you. We're in the 630 Shed Studios, the city south side. CBA mandated off day again. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers placing uh, Devin Short yesterday on waivers. He is uh, cleared and uh, Bakersfield in action uh, tomorrow and Wednesday in Colorado. He's expected to be in the lineup for that. Um, we'll see on Kyler Yamamoto whether or not he's activated on Wednesday. If so, the orders are going to have to get creative. We are going to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. They're celebrating Valentine's Week until February 15th at Roos Chris. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Altaf that orders now sent you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. NHL insider John Shannon joins us for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need. Get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Bobby and Steve at Legacy will take care of you. As uh, we are pleased to uh, read, this doesn't often happen, but John Shannon and myself, we have one little thing that we really agree with on the National Football League. And it pertains to uh, the trophy presentation. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm well, Bob. You? Good. Drives me nuts. Give the give the Lombardi Trophy to the players first. They're the
1: ones that earned it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know it it, it. it. Unfortunately, I think uh, you know the the hierarchy of the National Football League. It really harkens back to ancient times of. You know, the Romans and gladiators and the separation between owners and royalty and and players. And I just uh, I I just think that I think that the NFL is tone deaf to what's really going on. And I, I, I think it would mean so much more and be so much more effective if Roger Goodell was able to hand that trophy to Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes as opposed to Clark Hunt, who I'm sure Clark Hunt is a lovely guy you know and, and the and and you know he inherited a hockey or, uh, he inherited a football team and that's why he's standing there and I, I just i just find that tone deaf every day of the year and and major league baseball does the same thing and the nba does the same thing as well
0: Jack Michaels was relaying a story yesterday Lamar hunt Clark's dad uh, with the Dallas Texans which preceded as you know the Kansas City Chiefs and the old AFL yep uh, lost three million dollars one year and one of the reporters asked uh, uh, you know the father bunker hunt whether or not he was concerned that Lamar's little pet project lost three million this was back in the 60s and and uh, right. 61, 1961, yeah. yeah, and the infamous line from uh, Bunker Hunt was, "Well, if that's the case, I guess my son's got two hundred and twenty-two more years to figure it out." I laughed at the line, yeah. but we're. But here's the issue: the players are not serfs. We live in a time in which people are pushing for forty. Like, you don't get to do what you do for as long as you do if you weren't a grinder, John. Okay, and you know. Given the lack of you know ability, I actually have. You got to work to work. So I appreciate people working hard. But we're living in a little bit different time where the respect of the individual in the workplace is um, of paramount importance. I'm with you. The yeah. NFL's tone deaf, man. They
1: are. I, I it's it's funny because I I think th- there will be one owner that uh, in the next few years that will get it. Uh, and that owner will set the tone for the future and will be regarded in such a, uh, in such a much more positive manner than, it, than he ever will be accepting the trophy. If, if, if somebody said, no, give it to the guys, I think that would be so magnanimous and so simple. And, you know, I, I don't like drawing comparisons anymore between the CFL and the NFL because the, the gap is so wide now, Bob. But, you know, when I was a kid and you were a kid, it wasn't the commissioner of the, uh, of the CFL giving it out. It was the prime minister, and the prime minister would always give it to the team captains. And it meant so much to those guys to be able to lift that trophy over their heads. I mean, even FIFA does it right by giving and it to the players. And if, if 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 FIFA can do it, why can't the National Football League and the NBA and Major League Baseball? I just don't get it. All right. Well, we agree to agree.
0: Uh, the old Dave Mason song, right? <laughs> we just disagree. So let's uh, talk about what happened yesterday in Montreal. 9-0-2 for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, our previous 11 yeah. games. Uh, Three games in three and a half days. The Canadians with $34 million out of their lineup. Uh, Maybe you go realistically 20 because you don't include at this stage Price and Byron because they were planning on that at the start of the year. But Montreal's down some significant players. So is this, like if you talk to Hall of Famer Oilers of the past, they talk about in-season being on an Eastern road trip and there would be one game. Like, I don't think the Oilers played particularly well in any of the four games, but they got five out of a possible eight points. But it was a poor performance yesterday. Is that just a byproduct? That happens during the course of the year, or is that a cop-out? You tell me.
1: Uh, well, I mean, the other guys are still professional athletes, so you have to respect that. The one thing I would say is is that, you know, the Edmonton Oilers, particularly with 97 and 29 in the lineup, um, they're a marked club now. They they, they they aren't at the same level as the, the 80s team was where everybody had to have their greatest game against the Oilers to even have a chance to win. But when Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl come to town, everybody's jacked up. Everybody's going to play their best. So that really and 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 the learning curve there isn't for the visit, isn't for the home team. The learning curve is for the Edmonton Oilers to say, you know what, we're marked. They, everybody's gonna be hard against us every night. We better be ready. I mean, that's what we saw in Philadelphia Thursday night as well. You know, that, that, that game should have been put away 10 times in Philly. That, you know, the the, the fact that, you know, that, they, that Montreal actually took such a lead to me, was that was the shock to me in all of this, you know? And we, we always joke about guys on road trips, Bob, where they have one skate on the plane ready to come home. That was obviously the case yesterday. It's it in the end maybe it means nothing. Maybe those 2 points won't be important. But right now that's that to me was a very disappointing outing at a time of the year when they can look at the standings in their own division and see Vegas playing at home against Arizona, Seattle playing on the east coast too, so are the Flames and they can and they can actually make a difference. And they didn't. So it was a big fat mistake by the Edmonton Oilers yesterday
0: yeah, missed opportunity for sure, alright John we've avoided this topic, I'm going to read you a text from The Grinder Bob, we care about hockey Carlson and Chickering, not the Super Bowl anymore talk about that, that text comes to us from The Grinder, <laughs> and I, I'm actually talking about it as because he put triple explanation points in, on two of the three points Uh, Lots out there. We had Elliot on the show on Friday. Uh, CJ, Chris Johnson put out that the Oilers had re-engaged. We actually, Brendan, we did talk about Eric Carlson on Friday's show, I believe. And my my theory on this, John, is we never 100% know exactly where things are at because what's true three months ago might not be true now. And, in fact, what's true today might not be true in uh, 18 days when we get to the NHL trade deadline. It... If it's Eric Carlson, it would have to be an incredibly complicated deal, because realistically, oh. you th- how much money do you think Haslow Platter, the owner of the San Jose Sharks, would want to retain in an Eric Carlson trade to a divisional rival?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I, Mr. Platter, I don't think cares about a divisional rival. I think Mike Greer does, um, you know, from, from that perspective. Um, you know but but the problem becomes is it it, there there still has to be money going the other way too right it's not a case of 11 million coming to to edmonton or or seven million coming to edmonton and nothing going back the other way they have to agree on something the one thing we do know is is that and, and it's hard to believe but the san jose sharks are going to be worse next year than they are this year. They know they're in a massive rebuild. They know they've been put behind the eight ball with some contracts. So um, that becomes the real challenge for the shark side of this is, you're gonna have to get some bodies to help you now and in the future as you get rid of Eric Carlson, if in fact you do get rid of Eric Carlson. You know, he's not like Timo Meyer, who has, a, has an option coming up. Uh, it, 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 this is this is a guy that you know could be the cornerstone of your organization for you know four more years, and by the end of the fourth year, perhaps you're back in the in playoff contention. So that becomes a challenge too. I, I just don't you know as much as I'd love to see Eric Carlson p- play for the Edmonton Oilers, I, you know I don't think there's enough mathematics to figure it out. Is there R- really I mean- honestly? I was I
0: was given the impression at most that they would want to retain is around twenty percent
1: guy makes what does he make 11 and a, half? I mean, 11 and a half, yeah. 11 so, and
0: a half. So what's twenty percent of that? You know, like now you're knocking it down to is that that's, nine? It's about,
1: it yeah, about three still, million dollars. You're still
0: around nine million a year. And I was told it was three number ones or a combination of a couple former number ones and a number one. I'm like, mm. how in the hell does that work? Like for a third, like that's gotta be a complicated let's put it this way. I get it. The guy's a good player, you know, he was at the um He's, he's having an unbelievable year. He's going to win the Norris Trophy. He's having an awesome year. Uh, I'm he, not
1: sure he is, but I agree. I, sure I agree. He's, he's, he's having a hell of a year. Trophy? No, no. He's got like
0: I'm not. He has the most even strength points in the league, John.
1: Yeah, that's okay. I I, I just I just think that you, you know, uh, okay. I, I'm still a, a I'm still a believer as a as a former voter of those things that you have to be a little closer to the playoffs. Okay, fair enough. Play, play, playoffs has to be part of it. And I would. So say I, he's I think extreme. I, 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 I he has had a, an amazing year. You're right. He has had an amazing year. I'm not arguing that for one second.
0: Okay. I can make a statistical argument given their goal differential. What he has done is even harder to do. Like to be yeah. right around even or minus one on the year on that team, putting up those sort of even strength points. And they got a couple of good offensive players. It's a pretty remarkable accomplishment. Uh, he's had a great year. You know he was at the All-Star. He played the entire All-Star game with McDavid and Dreissel. I don't think that was lost on anybody. Um, it You know what? It would be really interesting to see if it happened and how it would happen. But the acquisition yeah. cost would be significant for the Edmonton owners. I think we could agree on that.
1: I, 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 I understand that. Uh, I as you know, my philosophy if I was a manager would I mean I have a difficult time giving up um, first round picks at any time um, but it, and at the same time um, I, if' I'm, if I'm taking on nine million dollars I have to give uh, you have to be able to take some of my cash back. Yeah. You have to. I mean, this is, this is not as drastic as the NBA where it's money in, money out, but it has to be darn close, doesn't it? Well, Ken Holland has said it's
0: gotta be money in, money out in any trade at this stage. Yeah. I mean, the Oilers are sitting here yeah. and we're gonna have a come to proverbial Jesus moment here. If they, if Yamamoto gets activated on Wednesday, Edmonton's gonna have to get creative. I know Shore went down today. They still gotta make another move if that happens. And you know, pauly um uh, got a goal against Ottawa. You know, there's an argument there. You know, if, if he was a one and a half million dollar cap hit, you, you wouldn't have a. The, the problem is he's at three, and then there's Fogel, yep. who's two points. Same same thing for him. If he's one and a half million, given the role on the team, the context on the team,
1: he I mean he does kill penalties. Um, yeah, and and and, uh, and I mean I I think Warren Fogle has played well of late. Yeah, I, I you know I mean that's the, that's the challenge. Is that I think they're here in the pitter patter of all this too, and think they have to perform. Well, and I'm I think, you, I, think Fog- I think Fogle for sure. Uh, you're right. You're right. But I think Fogle for sure in, in the last you know five or six games has really proven some value to this organization.
0: Brett Kulak has played with far greater urgency as the names got out there, like a Jacob Chickering. Because right now Brett Kulak sees himself as a second pairing left shot D, uh-huh. and he's you know he's had a couple tilts and he's. Um, he's he's engaged. You know, went and, went and fought Lafferty, who you know I love, and uh, yes, went. And, you know, okay. fight.
1: you have a secret Dakota ring from the the Sam Lafferty fan club, don't you?
0: Do you know what it is, John? And you know this because I I love the numbers. Um, I'm not a I'm not an absolute slave to them, but I look at Jay's body of work over the last year: first in goals four, first first in the power play. Um, they win a last game against Montreal, eleventh in D, uh, goals against, eighteenth on the penalty kill. De has helped their penalty kill immensely. He's he, right. Yep. He's a shot-suppressing big guy. They, to you know, I remember Andrew Cogliato telling me this, Bob. Your bottom six guys, they got to know their blank and roll. and their role. Uh, the best penalty killing forwards are hard and fast and force play and get in front of pucks. And what does Sam Lafferty do? All those things. Yeah. No. No. Right. That's yeah. why.
1: And I like he's. I tell you what. He's got great speed. Right. He really does. He has great speed. That's why I love him. So. I, I I still don't understand why Pittsburgh got rid of them unless uh, unless there was unless they were forced to and somehow come well Chicago got rid of like kneelanders and the miners in that it
0: was a crazy deal yeah what a what a sequence of that all right so uh what about Chikrin? we talked a bit about uh does that one is that one a little easier to do or what, what do you think there
1: I, I keep getting told that there isn't much interest from the Oilers and Jacob Chikrin. Um, simply because they feel they have somebody like Jacob Chikrin in the lineup already, and that's Darnell Nurse, and and so that's why when uh, that's why you you I didn't raise my eyebrows too high when it when they came to the Carlson discussion, but I've been told and this goes back gosh two and a half months even Bob because we know Chikrin's been available since what middle of August maybe even before that that there has there was. There was too much duplication and that Chikrin was not going to really fit into what they wanted to do Now maybe that's changed, but uh, but I I I have not heard anything That has changed my mind that the Oilers really they might have kicked tires Because you know as well as I do that every manager is calling every manager 32 different ways these days Uh, And it, it may not be it may not be worth it for Jacob Chikrin in some people's eyes within the organization yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and again, what's true today may not be true in two or three. But
1: oh, yeah. It may, yeah, by March 3rd, maybe the world has changed one more time. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, what, what makes it easier for the orders is when you go on a nine zero and 2 run, and, you know, you've got a situation where Philip Roberg is plus 10, Bouchard is plus 10, in spite of the gaff yesterday. Uh, day is plus nine over just over the last 12 games by the way uh Tyson Barry's running a bit of a tough patch here on d you yeah. know I, I I was hoping for a little bit like CC and Barry have, have had some tougher moments here of late that's got me a little bit. Yeah, it just those are veteran guys. They get the benefit of playing their way through it, I guess, but uh, we shall see. Yep. All right, John, uh, we'll hook up on thir- anything else you wanted to add at this time? Any sort of interesting little... No, because
1: I can't. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the Super Bowl anymore, but I, I don't want to really tick the grinder off anymore. Yeah, you never want to get the grinder upset. No, Thanks. the grinder The grinder scares me at times.
0: Well, his text, the exclamation points were there. We're uh-huh. going to put an exclamation point at the end of this interview. Thanks for joining us, John. Right on. Thanks, John. It's 12.51 in Edmonton. We'll come back with NHL today. You are listening to Oilers Now. Radio, Did Queen play this song at Live Aid? I think <laughs> Did they? they? <laughs> yeah, they played it at Live Aid. Last night was driving back after I dropped off Louis DeBrusque at the house when we got in from Montreal. And uh, they had uh, U2's... What is it, Wide Awake in America, whatever it's been renamed. Bad, I guess, is the official name of the song. The uh, live version on satellite radio is awesome, from 1985, from Live Aid. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brennan Escott with you. We're heading back to sunny California in April. With New West Travel, you fly to Los Angeles and Anaheim to watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel hockey package includes airfare four nights at the Marriott LA Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games, and a welcome reception with yours truly. And special guests for the California Hockey Tour, reach out to New West Travel, newwesttravel.com. All right, we are going to go into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to elitepromomarketing.com. Drew Shamahorn and his staff at Elite, they will take care of you. Here's
2: Brandon. Yeah, five games tonight in the NHL. Ottawa hosts Calgary, and Vancouver is home to Detroit. Uh, Los Angeles plays tonight, too. And Jacob Chickering scratched for a second straight game uh, for trade related reasons for the Coyotes. So uh, interesting stuff there. Oh, and all fronts. Uh, Oilers hosting the Red Wings Wednesday on 6.30. Chad, 7.30 puck drop there. Sends goaltender Anton Forsberg, if you missed the uh, earlier portion of the show, two to three month timeline to recover after suffering uh, blown ACLs in both of his knees. Terrible stuff. Bakersfield losing to Ontario Friday night but rebounded with a 6-1 home win over San Diego. Michael Kesselring scoring his 13th of the year, pacing American League defenseman in that category. A couple of road games against Colorado tomorrow and Wednesday. Oil Kings lost twice over the weekend. They regroup before hosting the Calgary Hitmen Saturday at Rogers Place. And the Golden Bears finishing uh, the regular season on a high. They beat Manitoba 4-1, then 8-2. I believe on a bye now, Bob, into the Canada West semifinal on the weekend of February
0: 24th. You got it. Bears will go into the playoffs ranked number four in the country. Joel Satsmith got a goal on Saturday's game, John's son, from uh, Global Television. Um, All right, can, uh, by the way, I, I don't know if you noticed this. So yesterday, what date was yesterday? February 12th, right? The Oilers lose 6-2 in Montreal. Historically not a great day for the Oilers organization. Did you know? The worst loss, one of the worst losses in team history ever. Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry not available, a game in Hartford back in 1984. Uh, and the Oilers were defeated in that game by the Hartford-Whalers, 11 nothing, February 12, 1984. So you could say yesterday's loss against the Canadians was not the worst in team history on February 12th. That you could say. It was pretty... Uh, Pretty frustrating. All right, let's do it. We're going to open up the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 496 the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We're going to go fully interactive. You can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text uh, text line. One off for the Edmonton Oilers. Three games in three and a half days. Surely you're frustrated and exasperated. Should we be concerned? Uh, the, the road trip 2-1-1 one, and one against four non-playoff teams. And what should the Oilers do? Who should the Edmonton Oilers target? We'll get your thoughts. We'll go interactive after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson.